Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, uh, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10, for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to Fine Dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Today's episode was brought to you by Tidal. Tidal is a global entertainment platform built for fans directly from artists around the world. Tidal members enjoy exclusively curated content that directly connects artists with their fans. It aims to provide members with the best content exclusively, new track, album, music video, film, live stream, interactive experience, video series, whatever. Tidal is releasing a new original video series that started on November 3rd. It's a stand-up comedy show hosted by my friend and yours. Actually, I don't know if he's friends with you, but he's definitely friends with me. DJ Cypher Sounds, the guy who I'm interviewing in this episode you're listening to. It's called No Small Talk, and it's a hilarious blend of both comedy and music. Each episode is filmed at the Comedy Cellar in New York and will include three great comedians. Catch performers like Kareem Green, Omar Thompson, Louis Katz, tons more. Five episodes in the No Small Talk series, new episodes released every Tuesday. The final episode is available for everyone on Tidal.com on November 3rd, and after that, the episodes are exclusive to Tidal subscribers. I should probably say the first episode, not the final. (laughs) Why would the final one come out first? So do me a favor, go to Tidal.com, watch the premiere episode of No Small Talk, just for our listeners. Tidal is giving three-month free membership so you can catch the entire series and stream other exclusive content. Listen to your favorite tracks, watch upcoming live streams, and get early access to live shows. So if you want a free three-month trial of Tidal, this is your opportunity. You take this right now, and for three months, you can watch Cypher's show and whatever other stuff you want on there. So go to title.com forward slash no small talk and download the title app to check out Cypher's show today. Do it. You're not going to regret it. Cypher's not only hilarious himself, but he's got a good eye for comedians and music. So I'm just kissing his ass because he's on the show today, but he does. He's good at what he does. All right, guys, title.com forward slash no small talk. Please do it. What's up, shitheads? Welcome Ooh. to another episode of High and Mighty. It's your host, the number one fuck boy, <laughs> the fuck boy number one, John Gabris. And in the studio with me, talking about all things old school hip hop. I don't know about okay. all things. It's only an hour long. Yeah. <laughs> but my friend, Cypher Sound. What's up? Uh, what is it, shitheads? What's up, shitheads? What's up, shitheads? The crowd is shitheads, and I'm your number one fuck boy. Okay. <laughs> 
Can I jump in just one second? You're in now. We're in it. Okay. J- jump in however you I've want. noticed that, um, I don't want to say white people, but I'm going to say white people. Oh, I fucking have, hate white people. Have taken this slang fuckboy. Do you know what a fuckboy is? It's it's bad, right? It's very bad. Is fuckboy like a douchebag? No. It's worse? It's a dude who gets fucked? It's a jail term yeah. for <laughs> the dude that is everyone gets to... The fuckboy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And oh. I've noticed the term lately, like in a lot of white girls' hashtags, like, oh, he's my fuckboy. And I'm like, no. you're not using it right. I was well and aware. there's a lot of slang that's not used correctly, but this one I have to jump in on, like, guys, you guys are off center. Oh, I pride myself on my misuse of hip hop <laughs> slang. That's like one of my biggest things. But yeah, no, I knew fuckboy was bad. So what's fuckboy to. To me, I know it's bad. I just think it's funny to oh, call yourself okay, yeah, the number yes. one fuckboy. Then yes, what correct, I always thought a fuckboy was was like, like the like a like how brothers would say like douchebag. Like it's like a like this guy's a fuckboy. Don't fuck with fuckboys. That, fuck boys. that has become, become right? the hip hop slang version of it. But kinda. it comes from like like a lot of slang. It comes from prison. But I don't. Yeah, I don't. I use. I don't care about slang. I don't care about anything. I use it, but I don't use that one. <laughs> that was pretty bad. Oh, I'll use whatever. Oh God, no, not that one, Gabriel. That's if you good. go to Miami and say to some dudes like, "Yo, what's up, fuckboy?" Like it's not. It won't be good. What if I go, "Hey, what's up?" It's me the number one fuck boy <laughs> Still no, no. <laughs> that's bad too cypher i i i heed your advice yeah well i listen to your advice okay. but i will continue to say that on every podcast it's fine. you know what it's gone it's what is the term is it colloquialism or what when yeah colloquialism becomes, collo- yeah. colloquialism yeah. it becomes something else which was invented in white prisons <laughs> the yeah. phrase colloquialism <laughs> it was like they're in the tennis match of uh, Martha Stewart. And- <laughs> <laughs> ah, interesting colloquialism. Don't say that to a crew in Miami, though, because it means something completely different. <laughs> but I noticed like girls will be like, oh, he's my fuck. I'm like, okay, they've taken this. Because some Instagram white slang stealers, like, like uh, by Felicia is a big one. Oh, by Felicia is a crazy one. Because there's like five layers of who owned it. Right. Right. It was like in Friday first, yeah. right? That's where yep. we first heard it. And then yeah. and then it went Then it went to like feminism to like saying, Get get out of here. Uh right. get out of here, dudes, show me right. your dicks on Tinder. Yeah. And then it became and then straight out of Compton took it back. No, but no, it went it went after Friday, it went um, like black reality shows, like oh right, it was loving like hip hop and uh basketball wise, like when they would get voted off, like yeah, like, by Felicia, get, yeah. like get out of my grill, right, get out and of then here. And it yeah. went now, then then the feminists grabbed it for yeah. a little while, yeah, to say by, like, and then straight out of Compton, they took it back, right? Straight out of Compton took it back by throwing that the yeah. the hooker named uh, or like the slutty girl yeah. named Felicia out and saying by Felicia, and then people were up in arms. They were like, I can't believe it. By Felicia was a feminist movement. It's like it was a line from Ice yeah. Cube's movie yeah. first. So I think he's allowed to say yeah, it's the, his. It's, it's him. It's it's a oh. it's his son playing him saying it. You're not allowed to complain. That's like what's the word I'm looking for here that people bitch about? Cultural appropriation. Yes. That's like seven levels of cultural yeah, it's appropriation. Very, it's like it's no very, one's allowed to get mad at Ice Cube. Yeah, he wrote it. <laughs> he it's, said it first. It's it's they don't even know where it comes from, so they think it's there. Oh, it's, yeah, that's. <laughs> the layers it's it's so convoluted speaking, anyway speaking of uh weird my wife thought that she came up with the phrase sneaky pete 
What? Like, you know, like when you say like, oh, that guy's being a real sneaky Pete. Yeah. She's like, I came up with that. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I'm like, Tiff, you did not come up with that. And she's like, no, I did. It, like Pete from Mad Men. Right. That was, she, and I'm like, no, <laughs> you did not come up with it from Mad Men. My mom was saying sneaky Pete when I was yeah. like, oh, who's being a little sneaky Pete? Yeah. You know, <laughs> so. She still stands by. Right? I'm like I. I like looked it up online. I'm like, look, it's been around for like maybe. Maybe she never heard it, and then maybe you know, like comedians might write a similar joke. Right, right, know, right. Yeah, you're like, so, oh wait, where do I know that line from? Right. And it's like, oh, I just must have come up with it in my head. And it's like, no shit. Yeah, it's like you heard some it deep all echo life. of some shit that you heard a long time ago. <laughs> Sneaky, like say, <laughs> I can't believe they stole my phrase, Sneaky Pete. <laughs> Uh, it was really a funny... I was like, wait, no, you don't really believe that, do you? <laughs> she actually listens to this podcast, so I should move on. Is she on. <laughs> a comedian? Uh, no, but she's hilarious. <laughs> but she's not in the in the game at all? No, no, she works in marketing for TV. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So she's, But she's a long time... Uh, I wouldn't say fan of mine, but <laughs> she's at least oh, been good. to a lot nice. of shows. <laughs> good, good for her. Don't know if she likes them. <laughs> uh, so, Saifa, yes. we met... Uh, as our paths crossed a couple of years ago, as you got more and more into improv comedy, yes. which is something I was doing for a long time, right, at the and I got more and more into hip hop, which is mm. something you were doing for a long time. Correct. So we were sort of on these separate ascensions and mm-hmm. then crossed with our new hobbies. Yeah. So uh, tell me a little bit about what this, first of all, what is Title? Like, what are you doing with these guys okay. for Title? So, real quick. Because this, this is a special t- brought to you by Title episode is we're it? doing here. I think oh, so. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, real quick, Title is a, a streaming service. Jay Z and a bunch of other people own it. Uh, artists. Yeah. Um, uh, and it's like, you're not allowed to say the S word, but it's like S. Spotify. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. A, it's, where you, it's, where, it's a streaming service. There's Spotify, there's Apple. Yeah, Apple which, Music, which used to be Beats, the one I used to use, but now I, I use Title, uh, and I'm not just saying that because I, my show's on Title, but I actually, <laughs> but because my show's on Title, I checked it out and I actually like it a lot. It's like really dope. But yeah, it's like, but the thing with Title has uh, video components and it has a high definition sound, so it sounds better. Oh, that's dope! And so it's like just search what you want to listen to. Or, yeah, yeah, like the, this weekend I listened to Damian Marley, Fella. Um, uh, uh, Bruce Springsteen, and uh, I think oh, what, what was the other thing? Bone Thugs. Like I just wow, I knew like most that. of those references. That's so <laughs> exciting for me. Yeah. I'm getting plugged in. Uh, that's uh, that's cool as hell. So yeah. and now you have a series. So there's they're right. going to be doing some original content. It sounds yeah, like they're too. starting to do original content. And mine was one of the first ones, which is a it's basically a stand up show called No Small Talk. Um. It's at the, we recorded it at the Comedy Cellar. Oh, that's dope. This is a new spot I've been working at lately. So we got to shoot it there, which is amazing. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, Saifa is not only a, a DJ in yeah. the sense that he DJs parties, yeah. he's been an on-air DJ. You've right, done radio. improv comedy, you've yep. hosted shows, you yep. do stand-up. Stand-up, yep. What else What What else you do? You also work uh, 11 to 7 at night as a freight elevator well, operator. Well, I do freight, <laughs> yeah, but it's more of a... Um, That's just to keep union uh, benefits. Yeah, you get my union benefits. <laughs> At the Time Warner building, I do a freight elevator. <laughs> yeah, man, you I do are, a lot, I know. You do a lot. It's all fun, though. It's all fun. It's a little bit stressful, and I'm bidding a, I will say I'm a little overwhelmed lately, but I think it's all fun, and it's things I want to do. Like It's, it's feast not, or famine uh, when it rains and pours, yeah, right? When shit all wanna, starts popping off, it yeah. all pops up. And I was nervous when I left the radio station earlier this year, and I was super nervous that it would be without work, so I just... I mean, I've always been like this, but now I just go even harder. Yeah, that's the way you got to do it as someone who gets, who's got 
income coming from all different places yeah. however you want to phrase that who's got who's hustling their ass off i know exactly what you're talking about Gotta and sometimes it. you know it'll be a slow week but then most of the time it's just a nightmare yeah. of like so much shit going yeah but thank you for taking the time to no, no high and mighty. it's a pleasure yeah. So here, speaking of which, just I want to throw this out there, and I hope you're okay with this. I did not know this until we were already friends for a couple of years. Yeah. But I thought you were a big time stoner based yeah, solely on your eyes, and I you know. get that a lot, right? I've gotten it my whole life. And your name has you, your name has Sife Sife, in it. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, oh yeah, I was like, oh bro, you showed up to one time to take a personal, take a personal. Let's explain what that is real yeah. quick. That's how we know each other. Yeah, an, an improv show that we do at um at the UCB Theater, started in New York, and now we're doing some shows in LA. Yeah, so you should check it out. It's Friday nights at the UCB East. And then uh, once a month in LA, check the schedule. And uh, It's a hip-hop improv show. We get hip-hop celebrities to tell like a story, and then we make up the whole show. And if you're listening to this podcast, I'm assuming you know who I am or a fan of me or Cypher at this point. And I do the LA shows because yeah. I, I I'm a I'm a fan of both hip hop and comedy, and so Cypher lets me do those shows. You should come check those out. This last one, what was that dude? Uh, we had Fredo Star uh, last. Fredro Star. Fredro. There's that weird R in that name. Yeah. Right? Fred, yeah. Fredro. <laughs> Fredro. Fredo makes so much more sense as an Fredo. Italian. That name. Fredro. That's <laughs> Fredro. Yeah. No, we had Fredro. We had Fredro and Sticky, uh, Sticky Fingers, Fingers yeah. which was from Onyx, which yeah. was. Such a blast oh, for me! Hilarious. Oh yeah, and we had a, and we had a really good show off that too. Yeah. So come check that out. All right. So you showed up to take a personal one time, and your eyes were, you know. Yeah. Slipping. I don't sleep much, and I have bad allergies. Right, because you perform at night, and for a while we're working as a DJ, In the waking up super early. Yeah. yeah. And I, natural sleepy eyes. I don't sleep a lot, and I have allergy attacks. And so people think I'm constantly zooming. Yeah, and I mean, and you're in the hip hop world, right. and your name is Cipher Sounds. <laughs> so all the context clues are there, except you are quick, and uh, I don't ever see you like uh, fucking around. Like I don't ever see. I've, ne- I've never smoked a day in my life. That's so crazy. Never. That's wild. I mean, I'm just saying that as a stoner who's yeah. like, what, man? Because every time we meet one of the dudes that's doing Take It Personal and one of the people that are doing Take It Personal, I'm like, oh, I hope I get to burn a jo- yeah. joint with Be They're Real. They're always looking. <laughs> Did you smoke with Be Real? No, I didn't smoke. I smoked oh. with Sticky and uh, yeah. those guys or some some of his boys. I didn't know who was who at that point. Just like he brought like. I got to hook you with Be Real because he does a, a, a show which is all about smoking, like a, a podcast, but it's like video. Oh, shit. Yeah, he yeah. did a show on a, I forget what channel it is. I did it when I was there. I didn't know what the fuck they were talking about. With all the <laughs> weed stuff. But. Yo, connect me to that. Yeah. The place, I got to meet, this is the kind of guy I am, in case you're wondering, uh, high and mighty listeners. I got to meet Be Real of Cypress Hill, and what did John Gabris ask him? How cool was it to be on The Simpsons? <laughs> The soundtrack of my childhood, I meet the guy and I go, it was awesome that you were on The Simpsons. What was that like? He was like, oh yeah, it was fun, man. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm such a comedy nerd above all else. You oh know? my God. I wish I would have heard that. That's one of my favorite Simpsons jokes of all time. Did somebody order the London Symphony Orchestra last night? Possibly while they were high. Cypress Hill were looking in your general direction and they're all like, uh. <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's me being a comedy. But you're now a comedy nerd too. Yeah, I, I always was. You always were, but now you're just now I'm doing it. it. Yeah, I always liked comedy. So, so it's no small talk. We 
just uh, like a stand-up variety show. We see it's, to- it's a weekly. I mean, it, it, I shot five episodes. The first one is free. If you go to my Instagram at Cipher Sounds, is my YouTube link. The first oh, one's nice. free for everybody, and then the other ones you have to be a member of Title. Yeah, and I I just announced it. Uh, I think it's in the commercial too. But I think if you sign up for Title with the uh, promo code I threw out there, they yeah. could at least get a couple get months, three free, months free, three months yeah. free to watch yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. You put that code. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Thank it's, you. Uh, I think it's Title.com forward slash No Small Talk. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So and then so it's a couple different standups per episode. Yeah, or three is- three uh, standups per episode, and I wanted it to feel. Like a comedy club. I know when they shoot comedy for TV, it's very polished and the audience is perfect. Like they, yeah, they cut to that, only like the, the yeah. when they make a black joke, they cut to the black guy right, laughing. Right, right, when yeah. they make and a it's lady. like a casted audience. Yeah, like, I was like, no, nah, I want it to be real. So like, there's so there's no just, one in the crowd. Everyone yeah, is mad. Dead show. <laughs> if it's like anything like some of the shows I've done, no, not at the cellar though. Uh, so no, but it was actually a little slow because it was the day after Labor Day when we taped it, oh. and it was free. For the oh. audience, and if you, I don't know if you noticed, but if you do a free show, people assume it's going to be bad, or they ha- they don't have any obligation to show up, so they'll oh, make a reservation, right. but then they're like, you ah, can blow it off. We didn't even pay for even it. Even five bucks, you'll go. You're like, that locks you five. in. Yeah, you're like, I'm not about to throw away ten dollars. Yeah, oh, so interesting. But it was, I mean, it was still a good crowd, but it yeah. wasn't packed how the norm the seller but then, is. But then you want to make a real stand up show. Not all nights are fire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> often I know. <laughs> the crowd Tell me sucks. about it. But then, um, yeah, so then there's like a backstage element, how comedians talk shit backstage, and um, uh, um, there's a band, and it's, it's re- it feels like a real night at the cellar. So if you've never seen a live stand-up show, this is what it looks like. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So check that out. That's No Small Talk on Tidal. Yeah. Um, so I also want to talk to you, Cypher, because as in, with this podcast, what I do is I have people on to talk about stuff we have in common. Yeah. Or... Maybe just usually just talking about bullshit that I'm into. It's right. very this is as as self centered as and self serving as podcasts are. This is like the peak. It's the, of, on, it's the only podcast I've ever seen where there's not like a co host or some kind of. Oh, I'm a. I told you I'm a monster. Crazy. <laughs> it's that's, just me. Dude. That's disrespectful, man. <laughs> I don't need nobody. I'm on my own now. <laughs> so, Saifa, I am uh, a new fan to hip. I I loved old school hip hop growing up because yeah. uh, I went to like my elementary school. I lived in Freeport, which is like an right. all black and Hispanic town. So I didn't right. know about Weezer until I moved to the white <laughs> town. <laughs> and then I got into what they call indie rock. Right. But for a while, I was in. And then in the last few years, somehow maybe working a lot at MTV too and being right. on Wild yeah, now, right. yeah. <laughs> hanging out with you, yeah. started to get back into the hip-hop scene. So I want to talk a little bit about old school hip-hop and find out if, I, if I'm if i missing out on anything that... Oh, guaranteed you are. Yeah, I guarantee I am, I know. Yeah. And like I have, you know, I have some of my own personal favorites, but I was just wondering if like, if you can get, it doesn't have to be a top five, but if you can just tell me some shit that... Well, where, what, what's your, what's your, um, like what's your... It's hip hop that you listened to in Long Island. The, the, where were you? My big like what thing. Era? Uh, so it would probably be like uh, the Chronic was like. Okay. I I had the I had Bone Thugs the Bone Thugs album. Yeah. But I think the Chronic was like the first fucking right. real. And I mean that's not even that old school. I know that now. No, yeah, that, yeah, that's, yeah. no Chronic is great. Yeah. That's like what like um. That would be like mid nineties. You're like elementary school. Yeah, that would be like sixth grade, fifth grade, maybe. When did you you can listen to the Chronic at sixth grade? Yeah, summer parents. camp, dude. I Yo, well, that, I I told this story to uh, uh, Fredro as well. 
but I wanted Back to Fuck Up so bad, but my parents wouldn't buy it for me because it was called Back to oh, Fuck yeah. Up. So that came out when I was. I they remember figured that, it out though, like because the there's like, no K, right? Yeah. It's just like Back to Fuck and Up. It's just yeah. one word, right? Like, right? Right? B A C F U C. <laughs> I was the oldest So my parents were like By the time my youngest brother Was like he, You know He was like buying like Guns at yeah, like, right, In fifth yeah, grade right, yeah. But with the oldest My parents were like You're not allowed I wasn't allowed to join a gym Until I was like 17 years old What? Because my parents Thought I was going to do steroids Oh I see <laughs> Yeah They are just like If you go to the gym People will give you steroids I'm like right. Ma I'm just fat Let yeah, me go yeah. to a gym <laughs> Let me work out Please <laughs> I'm, I just want to live <laughs> And then you moved From Freeport I moved from Freeport A couple of towns to Over where? to a town Called Belmore Okay yeah. Belmore yeah. yeah I lived in Long I went to high school In Long Island Oh so wait I know, like, What high school did you go to? MacArthur In Levittown I, Shit you yeah, really yeah, did? Yeah. I went to Mepham dude yeah. <laughs> That's so funny I know <laughs> Mepham was like Our baseball uh, Yeah rival, we played right? We played yeah. uh, We played MacArthur In football Yeah Wait so, that's so funny I know that's why it's, it's weird when people I know I remember you hearing something about you being from Long Island what year did you graduate is that something you uh, want to talk no, about no yeah 94 oh okay Jesus 94. Christ dude yeah. I thought you were younger than me I know <laughs> dude okay. you work this hard are that old and look like you man Shit. I don't know what you're, you're maybe gonna age like 100 years in between like so, 49 and 50 you're just gonna like age I don't, get, I don't know man it's fun <laughs> man I just I don't have to I don't get I get stressed out with fun shit like yeah, that's the Being way. Being late to this, it was stressful. That's the way I am too. It's like all the stress I have in my life, I just put on myself. But it's not a lot. It's always yeah. like stupid shit. It's stupid. Yeah, I'm like, oh fuck, I'm gonna run out of weed before I this make movie's money over. <laughs> playing music and telling jokes, like it can't get better than that. Oh yeah, it can't get better. Preacher, choir. I want the stress is that I want to be more famous <laughs> right, and cause, bigger because you want right? more. I, I just want to bring my shit to more people. Yeah, and make more money. I want to <laughs> make. I want to make money. I want to take care of my family and stuff. But the stress is like to get more famous but if I always say this in universe I'm not saying this is what I want but if everything just stayed the way it was for the rest of my life I'd be great yeah that's how I feel right now I'm at a good I'm, I'm at a good a point great in my life. point where like I make enough money I live in a nice place I have a nice home I have a, a house that I own that I rent out I have a nice car nothing great like my car is not brand new right you know but you have a car yeah but really I want to get famous so I can help uh I don't want to get into this, but help people. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I feel you. I want, I want to get uh, rich and famous enough that I could have more time off to do more weird things. Yeah, that's pretty perfect. much it. Yeah, whether and weird also includes helping people, but also yeah, includes but I, yeah. going to Costa Rica and taking a two week long surf camp and exactly drinking ayahuasca and wrestling a fucking shark or some shit. Perfect. Yeah. I'm going to be that dude that gets like rich when he's older and like just gets into weird hobbies. He's yeah. Like, my kids are going to be like, yeah, my dad's 55 and does acid every Friday with his boys and like started a fucking Moog band or some shit. <laughs> uh, fingers crossed, you know, if only. Um, right, so yeah, so you're 90. So this so is camp. like, so ninety four. Yeah. When when did the chronic come out? Because I remember someone had the it chronic on. Chronic is ninety one, ninety two. So it was maybe my first year at four H summer camp out in Riverhead. Someone had it. I put it on my disc man, and I was like, I remember I got in a lot of trouble because I actually sang along to um, one of the songs, and I had headphones on, and you had to do ten push ups every time you said a curse at this camp because oh. it was like sort of uh, Christian or whatever. Yeah. And I didn't realize that the counselor was in the room, and uh, I was like, "You fuck with Dougie Dog, say, oh, is he crazy? With your mama, and you know, I'm just like singing along, and then I like turn around, it's like a good, uh, like a record scratch. My counselor stand there with his arms folded. He's like, 140 push-ups gave what? us, yeah, because I must have said 14 curse words because I was singing the fucking chronic, <laughs> yo, and." 
I didn't even know, and I love this about most pop culture, I didn't even know half the shit that they were talking about in right. these songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. then I just recently, re- after seeing Straight Outta Compton, I recently re- went on iTunes and spent a shit ton of money just yeah. buying every album I had as a tape when I was a kid and right. just bought so much. And now I'm listening to the songs. I'm like, oh, I know what all this means. Right, right, right. It's so dope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, I know what chronic, I know what hydro is now. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so you moved at what age? I moved when I was 13. Yo, I moved at the worst time to move. I moved yeah. uh, sixth grade. Yeah. So horrible. like middle school yeah. when I had a group of friends and everyone else, right. no one and was you nice. Then you're the new kid in a middle school. Yeah, I'm the, the new worst. kid in a middle school and people didn't give a fuck. Right. And I also, because I was one of the only white kids, like a small group of white kids at this other school, we sort of didn't have culture. You know, we were like, yeah. uh, none of us, like I wasn't like, I didn't dress like the black kids or anything like that, but... I just, no one ever made fun of my outfits or anything because I didn't know what proper kids dressed like right. when they were like 13 year old white you, kids. Yeah. So I showed up to my first day of sixth grade with like sweat, like a yin yang sweatshirt, like a, <laughs> with like a puff paint yin yang on it and like sweatpants. And people were like, you can't wear sweatpants to school. <laughs> and I was like, what? You can't? And it's like no one even noticed when I was, because I yeah. was just like, oh, we just make fun of you because you're white. Right, <laughs> like we don't right, have to make right. fun of you for sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> also, and then I start show up and I'm like, oh, this is going to be really different. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, but what what did I miss? What were some what's some what, good shit um, from back in the day I miss out? Because there's I mean I know the California how's your, shit. How's your tribe? Tribe called Quest. My tribe is you know standard for a thirty three year old white uh, Brooklynite. You know no, that's that, that's not. A thirty-two-year-old like Brooklynite is great tribe. That's what I'm saying. I yeah. feel like tribe is like uh, tribe is a big crossover band. Okay, a yeah, crossover group. Quest, yeah. yeah, yeah. So anybody who went on like um like a smoking grooves tour, you probably know. <laughs> yeah. Like you know Fuji's. Yes, you know Cypress Hill. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Okay, so you need more. When you say old school, you want to go old or you want nineties? Like, where, where am I? I guess I don't know. Where am I? What am I missing out on? What do you think? Okay, like, so hip hop couple- is seventy nine. Similar style from seventy nine to eighty five, yeah. right? Which is like what we when you do an improv scene and a white kid tries to do a rap, he's yeah. doing an eighty. He's doing like a Fab Five Freddy yeah. kind of thing. Like, yeah, I, I told you that I want to say, <laughs> yeah. right? Sorry, my, it's, I'm getting a little sandwich here. You might yeah. hear me crunch a little. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, that's okay. Uh, we eat on this podcast often. It's gross, but people are okay with it. So, but so, so, yeah, so that's that element of hip-hop. Uh, I was just explaining this to my friend Gabby, who's with me. Um, that era of hip-hop was a lot of routines and a lot of um, records were based on stage performances. So you would be doing a show. What do you show. mean by routines? That's what I'm going to say. Oh, so yeah. you're, you're a group. Let's say you're the Fearless Four. Right. And you're going to have a show on Saturday. So you get together on Monday or Tuesday and come up with a routine where it's like, well, I'm so and so and I like to say. And then the next guy goes, I do this shit every motherfucking day. Yeah. And then the next, so you work on that. Right. And you go do the show and everyone wants to hear your new routine. Ah. Right. So, so you, so it's like a, so it's not really tracks you're putting not out. Not yet. No. 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 All right. And there was a beat. You had to do it to a beat, but you might have been. They might have, sometimes they played live drum machines on stage. Oh wow! Because that's why people say, um, uh, oh, what's what's the term with the drum machines? Uh, like you have uh, uh, something with beat. Give me a beat. I or, wish I dropped a beat. 
Yeah, but then, yeah, yeah, this is gonna be funny. So, if you have me guess what? Yeah, what, 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 what do hip hop people always say? <laughs> I think white people. Well, beatbox. The term beatbox is a drum machine. Oh, because that's, that's literally a box that beats. Right. Comes it's out a. Of. They call it a beatbox. So that's why when people beatbox, it, it would be like. This, the uh, the fat boy he was the human beatbox right right because he because did, you do it he, with, you're doing it with your mouth so and now beatbox what, is like with your mouth like <laughs> but it used to be the beatbox was the drum machine on stage oh that make oh that's awesome I yeah. love it. I love so it. then so I'm then definitely gonna practice. bring that's by the way that's like the whitest thing you do is at a party when people are talking about hip hop and you just go did you know actually the beatbox comes <laughs> from They're like get the fuck in here. <laughs> the term beatbox was invented <laughs> so yeah so they do those routines right. Then 86 is what we call the golden age when Kane, Big Daddy Kane, oh, yeah. Rakim, Cool G Rap, and um, KRS-One all come out around the same time. And are they all based out of the same spot? Are they all East Coast guys? Yeah. No, yeah. yeah, yeah. KRS-One is the Bronx. Cool G Rap is Queens. Uh, uh, Rakim is from um, uh, Long Island, Wine Danch. Ooh. A crime dance. Oh, that's awesome. And uh and uh who's the other one I said? Uh oh Big Daddy Kane's from Brooklyn. Yeah. So that's the era where way more lyrics come into play. Metaphors and that's where they, they say po- hip hop is poetry. Right, that's where it comes it's from that. From period that of time. era where like the rhymes weren't just like routines on stage. I mean, there was some good records before that. Right. right I right. just don't like a lot of the stuff before that. There's some cool ones, but I feel like the routine rap you're talking about is Toucan Sam, the guy from Fruit Loops, yeah. ruined uh, the routine rap because now that's <laughs> my name is Toucan Sam, and right. I'm here to say I like fruity pebbles in a major way, right. or whatever. Yep, you know, it's all that. And like Sugar Hill Gang is like one of those type of songs. Oh God! But what? Uh, what's the song? Hotel Motel Holiday yeah, um, Inn. If your girl uh, starts acting, yeah, that song is so fun. Yeah, but it's. I'm not saying routine hip hop. That's not the term for it. That's right, my right. term, routine yeah. hip hop. But uh, <laughs> I do hip hop Monday through Friday, nine yeah, to five. Routine, I'm a routine hip hop. <laughs> at the time, it was groundbreaking. It was amazing. You heard something you never heard before. But I personally like that '86 start. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. and so. Rakim is someone who I'm not familiar with, but you're okay. telling me he's from Long Island and yeah. a part of the Golden Age. I feel like I'm putting him on Rakim iTunes should, today. Okay, Eric yeah. being Eric being Rakim is the first. Uh, 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 what's oh my god? I can't speak today. The first version of Rakim is in a group. Eric being Rakim. Eric okay. was a DJ. And the first iteration is the word you were looking iteration, for. Iteration. You're right. Got you. Uh, is the first iteration of that. So Rakim is in that group. So people got it confused sometimes. They used to call Rakim Eric B because his name was first, but Eric B was the the DJ. And then uh, those records were like changed hip hop, changed the way beats were made, changed the way people rhymed. Because now people had to write shit that like yeah, like was interesting. Real right, shit, the, yeah. Right, yeah, Rakim recorded his first record, "My Melody," sitting down on a couch the way we're sitting down on a couch right now, and. Rakim was super laid back and just lyrics. Kane, Big Daddy Kane, had lyrics, but he was way more energy, up tempo, and he would dance on stage and do routines and stuff. Um, Kane wanted, thought, thought he was one of those type of rappers doing routines. He thought he was doing what they were doing, but he was actually doing something different, way better. Like, and he changed it, but he wanted to be like those guys. Oh, that's you know what I'm saying. But then it's just. Whatever was going on in his head made it sound 
like a new style. Oh, you know? that's awesome. Yeah. KRS One was uh, he combined the reggae dancehall element to hip hop. So Harris one is someone who I hear a lot of, yeah. like I hear that name a lot yeah. too. Karis I know, so I'm sure I know some of his songs. Yeah, you definitely do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Harris one before he was Harris. Well, he was always Harris one, but his group was Boogie Down Productions, yeah. BDP, and he brought like this reggae element to hip hop. And then Cool G Rap was like, uh, he, he uh, brought like the streets, like he was talking about the streets at the time. Where nobody really was right, and that was another big thing about uh, that that time period was that yeah. people started rapping about like negative Real- shit yeah, too, like, like reality, like not negative. You're right, yeah, but like reality shit that's like actually happening to them yeah. that a lot of people don't know about because yeah. if you're rap like those guys have a different life experience coming yeah. up in the Bronx than most people did. Right. So as a whole, but that those four you should know. Those four I should know. Yeah. All right, I'm on. I'm on that. <laughs> but it's weird because, like, you know, they were. It was new what they were doing. So, like, sorry, I wasn't talking into the mic. It's new <laughs> what they're doing. So, like, some of the album cuts are like okay, right? Because but they're they, the pioneers. Yeah. So, so it's still so new. But when you listen to it now, you might be like, oh, this sounds like this other guy. That's Good, like even better, but that's just because they or came he, after the fact yeah. and they were derivative, right? And then, iteration um, and derivative in one man, phrase, bro. Good, we got good. this. Yeah, we're it's doing good. it. <laughs> um, yeah. So like, the singles were dope, and it'd be like three songs off there, and then but they made a whole album, and some of the songs were like, uh. yeah, you just we're like we're just trying to get one out, bro. <laughs> we just gotta get a full LP, dude. <laughs> um, what? Uh, so those those guys change it that way. Um. So I'm gonna get into I'm gonna I'm gonna download those uh, right now and then so that's that's East Coast New York scene when when does when does other areas start coming up? Mm. Okay, so so New York Cal- was the capital of hip hop, right. right? It was invented here because I've seen Straight Outta Compton, so I pretty much understand the history of hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it started in New York, in the Bronx, and it grew. And New York is the capital of hip hop. So the problem with New York. And problem with New Yorkers, not much nowadays, but back in the day, like the bubble that New Yorkers lived in is like New York was the capital of the world. I mean, that is still the bubble, just yeah. not doesn't pertain to just hip hop anymore. <laughs> and, but no, but see now it's it's. I think it's lessened a little because so many transplants live here. Right, right. So right. they they bring you know like this area of Brooklyn, like you couldn't we couldn't just be sitting here recording on this expensive equipment without the fear of some random Puerto Ricans coming here and taking this equipment away. Yo, from I us. lived in this exact neighborhood only. <laughs> 10 years ago yeah. and it was like the Trinidadian gang yeah. would hang out on the corner and be yeah. fucking terrifying. It's, it's <laughs> so crazy now. <laughs> but yeah, so so a lot of hip hop was going on in other places but if you talk to New Yorkers about it, it, it didn't matter happy. to yeah. them. Yeah. But I actually learned a lot recently about like there was a lot of stuff going on in Florida which was like the booty bass music like it was hip hop <laughs> but like way sped up. And then, um, by the way, that is the most Florida thing you could do. It's like, well, yeah, we but, took this music and sped it, <laughs> added sex, drugs, yeah, and yeah, crime. Yeah, a lot of, <laughs> yeah. of booties bouncing. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so but it did start here, and all the music was coming from here, uh, and then it spread. You know, like, like you hear the stories of how music spread back in the days. Like people would fly to New York and buy like boxes of records to then bring back to wherever they were from to a record store or whatever yeah or like to play at a strip club out of town or some shit yeah so (laughs) it definitely 
But that, but but you know, uh, Straight Outta Compton's what eighty six, eighty seven. Oh yeah, so it's not too. Yeah, like it was happening, and people were going to do shows like that tour, um, in Straight Outta Compton where they, I think it was Detroit, and they do fuck the police, and then the cops, yeah, have like a riot. I know a lot of people that were on that tour. It was like Public Enemy, LL Cool J, Big Daddy Kane, I think. Like, oh, wow. It was like a, I forgot what they called it, maybe the Nitro Tour. De La Soul was on there. Oh, we just wow. had De La Soul on my podcast, the Juan Epstein podcast. <laughs> yeah. But, um, uh, <laughs> Shut this podcast We do a lot of right hip hop. Download Juan Epstein. <laughs> so, yeah. So, De La Soul, who's also from Long Island, Amityville. Ooh. They were on tour at that time. With NWA. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah. so there was a lot of shit going on. Yeah, that, that in the movie, they don't show the other groups. It wasn't like just an NWA tour. Right, right. It didn't get the rights group. to mention 50 other yeah. groups coming <laughs> up. <laughs> um, or didn't want to. Uh, yeah, or didn't want to. Or it's like, let's focus on us. Uh, that I love hearing groups are from Long Island. As people who listen to this podcast know, I am from Long Island. But I love, lately, you know, I've been listening to uh, 36 Chambers and all that shit. And I love when they just shout out, like, old rap songs used to just shout out everybody. Like bar, like they're like Bronx in the house, Brooklyn. They're like Long Island, Suffolk. You know, they like start just listing. I'm like, they're on like their ninth fucking city. They're referencing. It's like, oh, the Hoboken and Jersey City commuters. <laughs> <laughs> I miss that shit because I uh, I forget where I, I went to go see um, Cool Keith. Is Cool Keith Doctor Octagon? Are they the same yeah. people? I went to yep. go see Doc Ock at like Webster Hall one time, yeah. and he shouted out like he like was just sh- where Brooklyn at? I was like, yeah. And I was like, wait, well, I'm I'm kind of hipster Brooklyn now. <laughs> I'm not fully Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not the Brooklyn Cool Keith would be shouting about. Oh, it's maybe Cool Keith would. <laughs> yeah. Maybe some other people would. Fair, fair. Yeah. Um, and so the so oh, LL Cool J, you threw that name out there. Yeah. De La Soul is someone who uh, I feel like it, are they like? Would you call those guys like conscientious? Okay, Whatever so kinda. But so I hear De La Soul and Tribe and like the yeah, same. Yeah. So there's kinda, that's yeah. what I'm getting to next. Yeah. So that so the golden age is Rakim. Big Daddy Kane, Coogee Rap, and um, uh, Karis One, right? Then you move on a couple years. Then there's like EPMD who are also from Long Island. I don't know why I keep bringing up Long Island rappers. Please do. <laughs> They're from uh, Brentwood, Central Islip area. Ooh. So then, then there's a couple other groups, Nice and Smooth, EPMD. That's all good stuff. But then you get into the 90s and the, the, the research, not resurgence, the, the new sound comes in. The Native Tongues is a crew that you should definitely know. Native Tongues. Native Tongues is Tribe Called Quest, De La Soul, um, uh, Jungle Brothers, uh, and then like affiliated family members, kind of like Leaders of the New School, which is Busta Rhymes' group, um, Black Sheep, Queen Latifah. All this is like the 90s. Black power, positive energy, more conscious rhymes. Yeah, all, they were all kind of affiliated. Uh, yeah, Queen Latifah comes to mind as yeah. like a very symbolic, like Afrocentric like, unity. I yeah. mean, was a like right. a big one. Yeah, yeah. So that's where the term conscious hip hop comes from. Because uh, it wasn't just straight uh, ignorant. There was like a little bit of like um, a, a progressive mindset, yeah, of thought, a, put like into- a reintroduction of like. Malcolm X and Martin Luther King and like so if if the the sixties I guess it was like ninety two I guess like twenty five years since like civil rights movement so it was yeah, kind of like and, and shit obviously is, is still not fixed yeah so yeah, <laughs> but there's like a, this new era of like this 
conscious rap group. That's where the name Cypher comes from. Uh, oh, like from that movement. So- Cypher comes from that. Yes, yeah, Cypher's the cypher, from the... Right. Uh, this is going to be too long. Convo, John. <laughs> so I'm part... I used to be part of the 5% Nation. Oh, man. I, this, is, this, is the kind of, this is the kind of conversation I want to be having right. right now. Okay, so... So after Native Tongues, uh, then the... the like Native, Native Tongues started like 89, 90. Then and is that the name of their collective, the album? Yeah, but... The, no. It's like an unofficial grouping? Yeah, yeah. Fr- a bunch of friends... All very tight. There's no Native Tongue album. Right. There's no Native Tongue song. It's like when people say the Brat Pack or the Rat Pack. Exactly. It's like, this is that exactly. just that crew that the era Native we Tongues, named them yes. that. Oh, that's cool. correct. Um, nowadays you can't do that. If you have a crew, the crew is signed and they're branded and everything brand, is marketing like, and yeah. brand. Like, come on, and, like yeah, exactly. It comes from that, like the Native yeah. Tongues. And people were like, "Why didn't you guys put out records of Native Tongues?" And we we're like, we were just hanging out, you know. Yeah, we were just, just a group of friends. Yeah. Similar energies and 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 similar trains of thought. We I love out. nothing more than I'm, I probably even mentioned this on that podcast. I love nothing more than hearing people that I look up to or artists that I appreciate their work were also like friends with each other. Like yeah, hearing like yeah. Dustin Hoffman was sleeping on Richard Dreyfuss's couch right, for a couple. Like right. I love hearing. I know, shit me like too. That. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially if you didn't know it, right? Like, and then and you're like, like, oh fuck, yeah. those are two great actors, they and friends, they were friends yeah. coming up. Roommates, yeah, like Tim Robbins and Jack Black did theater together in uh, high see, school know you know yeah. like they started like a theater company yeah. together and it's like that's fucking cool yeah, I love yeah. Shit like so that. i love hearing yeah. that like those like whether they were not officially affiliated that they were all right. chilling and stuff like, yeah, that's yeah, awesome. yeah so now you're you're telling me you're part of this five percent okay yeah. yeah so now late mid like 91 92 93 sorry oh, sorry sorry five percent nation um comes about uh five percent nation was always there but it got intertwined into hip-hop so, um, you like you said you were listening to Wu Tang, right? Yeah, yeah. Like nine, uh, Thirty-six Chambers. Yep. They were all five percenters. So there's tons of five percenter talk all in those albums. So what is a five percenter? Is this like uh, this is gonna suck? All right. So why is this? Gonna, all right. So <laughs> if you don't want to get into no, it, no, it's fine. But uh, you know, it's long. So there's Nation of Islam. Yes. Right. Which is Malcolm X and um, and. Uh, 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 Farrakhan. Yep. And the leader was um, the guy- an honorable Elijah Muhammad, right? So that's rocking in the 60s into the 70s. There's a guy in the Nation of Islam who had a problem with some of the teachings and left and started the 5% Nation. So 5% Nation is the teachings, the, 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 the lessons of the Nation of Islam without the religion. Right. So, right. so no it's culturally Islam. Islamic. Yeah. Yeah. So the the black power movement of the nation of Islam without religion. So five percenters don't believe in religion. Don't believe there's a mystery god in the air you have to pray to. You ever hear, especially in the nineties when black people call each other each other God. Yo, what up, God? Yeah, yeah. What up, God? That's comes from five percent nation. The black man is God. That was one of my favorite slang terms, by the way. That I because I, I was a kid, I was obsessed. I was never, I never felt comfortable saying that to anyone. I, I, I didn't, I didn't, I don't even think I've ever said dog to anyone. But God, that was my. But what up, God? I love that shit. That's such, that's such a bold thing to call a friend. Well, why didn't you say it? I don't know. I was kind of scared. I guess. It's a, it's an intense thing to say. I was raised you're Catholic. Christian. Yeah, yeah, Catholic, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I am no longer, <laughs> but I was. But re- at that age, yeah, yeah at yeah. that age, I was like, oh no, <laughs> yeah, it's bad. But so take all the lessons, the knowledge, and then take out the religion. So right. there's no uh, praying to Allah. So uh, this takes forever. So Allah and five percent 
talk is arm, leg, leg, arm, head, which is man. Oh. So when they call you God, they're calling you Allah because you're a man because you have arm, leg, leg, arm, yeah, head. You're a person. Yeah. yeah. And so God, they call black people God. Black man is God because civilization started in Africa. So that's the right, God it where it yeah. started. That's the basis the of it. The Tigris and the Euphrates, brother. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, so Kane, Big Daddy Kane is 5%er because Kane stands for King Asiatic Nobody Equal. Asiatic is a is a five percent term. So there's there's the supreme mathematics, right? Yo, I'm so into this shit. <laughs> I mean, this is, we're gonna do a whole other episode uh, where, I, where you just induct me. Yeah, into, I want to be five percent. Uh, no, you can't though, right? <laughs> you might be called a white devil in the five percent world. Oh, just beca- because I'm white, or because I'd want to be? No, because you're white. Yeah, yeah, because white. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So I wouldn't probably be called a white devil because yeah. I am. I am. There, you are a white devil. There is, I think, zero percent African in me, based <laughs> based on if you've ever seen me try to clap. Uh, but this is why I didn't like the five percent nation because of stuff like this. But yeah. at the time, I'm reading. You know, high school is when you find out who you are and you learn. Yeah, a you bunch find of out who shit. you think you are. You think you are, and then like 25 is when you find out who right, you are. Correct. But, yeah, I, so I know I'm reading Malcolm X. At the same time as I'm listening to Wu Tang, Brand Nubian, Poor Righteous Teachers, all these groups were five, Rakim's a five percenter. If you look at Rakim album cover, he has like a, a huge patch on his jacket with a seven and a star. That's uh-huh. the five percenter symbol. Oh. So So they don't put a five in there? I'm sorry. Seven. To yeah. But that, that's a little crazy to be called the five percenters and no, then put right? a seven in there. <laughs> Feels like five's kinda right no, there. Five for is you. the five is the poor righteous teachers. The ten percent of the blood sucking rich, uh, the blood suckers are the poor who are the rich, and yeah. then the eighty five percenters are the deaf, dumb, and blind who follow the ten percent. So the five percenters, our job is to to change the thoughts of, of the eighty five percent to but, alert them to what these ten percent so the rich people are. Jesus is doing. a five percenter. Moses was a five percenter. Muhammad was a five percenter. Oh. All this through history. These are five percenters. Why the number never changes, I don't know. So, All right, it makes it sound like it's not like the, it's if not they five percenters should be like, well, guys, now we're the seven percenters. We know, got some more people, and then like because then lately, remember like they call the rich now the one percent, right? And now and so I'm like, All right, we're, we're killing them, guys. We got them down to one. Now there's only four percent of us. <laughs> yeah, that's so complicated when all the math yeah. comes into it. Right, but so the but that whole makes thing, sense. Yeah, you ever hear people? This is all old school rap slang that come from five percent. So if you listen to old hip hop records and they're like, "Yo, what's today's math?" Yeah, I've heard that's five that. percent. That's saying how are we doing on the grand scheme of trying to convert? No, 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 no. The supreme there's a supreme alphabet and a supreme mathematics, uh-huh. and every letter is assigned or every number is assigned to a. a a point of reference to gain knowledge. So, in five percent of one is knowledge, two is wisdom, three is wait, knowledge, wisdom, understanding. So, one, two, three is knowledge, wisdom, understanding, aka sun, moon, and star, aka man, woman, child. <laughs> listen, go back and listen to hip hop. You'll hear all these terms. I know. No, I, I, now I now I, I love this. All now in that Wu Tang, all that Wu Tang album, like yeah. Ghostface, like I love. Um, I love getting uh, see a lot us. Uh, what does he say? Um, uh, see a lot rule. He's saying um, car. See a lot rule. Oh, so okay, that makes a brand new car. Oh, yeah. all right. 
That's so. Is that before or after the skit about holding open butt cheeks and putting a red yeah, hot hanger different. in? There? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's funny because it's like we're conscious, we're rapping about right. this, and then we're doing a skit about yeah, lighting up a thing, fucking like, hanger and putting it in a dude's ass. In the five percent nation at the time, like there was these rallies the end of every month. Yeah, the first maybe the first Sunday of every month. And I'd go to these rallies, and uh, mind you, I'm I go to MacArthur High School, so between 11th and 12th grade, I become a five percenter. I come back to school with five percent buttons on my vest, screaming, "Shut the fuck up, you white devil!" It wasn't a good year for me. It was, they're like, "Yo, Lou Diaz got weird over the summer, yo." Yo, did you know that Lou was black? Because <laughs> I think he is now. <laughs> well, that's a whole nother thing. Puerto Ricans and and black, like, so the, the teaching of the 5%, we were all slaves, right? The island. All people. the island, yeah, we're yeah. all slaves. Some were owned by England, some were owned by Spain. So some spoke English, some spoke Spanish. Yeah. Then they tell us that we're different to keep us separated. So the yeah. divide and conquer. That's the whole, that's what the 5% says. The white man's only power is divide and conquer. Right. So it's they, to keep it as minorities. Right. Yeah. In, keep us yeah. separate as opposed to coming together because we come from the same place, same island, same slave ships, everything, all African slaves. This is deep. We're supposed to be talking about fun. <laughs> yo, yo, hold on. But I like this. But to get even deeper, technically, and this is white people. We all come from the same place. Like, yeah, oh yeah. yeah if you go back far enough, yeah. right? We just. I, I, I don't want to say we in reference to the oppressive white people. Us, Good job, us white people. Us ten percenters. I think I'm an eighty fiver. Mm-hmm. I think I'm a deaf, dumb, and blind fucking mess. <laughs> um, yeah. So, oh, so in the five percenters, in the five percent, it's. They would include the the Islander Mexicans, the the, the people. Not Mexicans, that's not different. Mexicans. South Americans is a little different. Oh, okay. It was conquered by Spain, but they weren't not necessarily all African slaves like the Caribbean. Right, right, right. But still, so still Puerto conquered. Rico stands in there because it's yeah, Puerto there. Rico, Dominican Republic, Cuba, all that. Shit. Any place one of these ten percenters might have gone on vacation. Yeah, anywhere they go on vacation, <laughs> especially Cuba if you're Canadian. <laughs> but yeah, so knowledge, wisdom, understanding, culture, freedom, power, refinement. Equality. God is seven. That's why God is seven is on the back of the thing. Also a Pixies song. I, a weird downshift there. What's that? Uh, th- there's a song by the Pixies that's saying about God being seven. If the devil oh. is six, God is seven. Hello. Yeah, yeah. Hello. Uh, uh, but seven, is, is, seven always was like the heaven number, right? Like a heavenly number. I seven thought. heaven? Yeah. The rhymes, maybe. That's what I'm thinking. Am I thinking yeah, of the CW shit, show, Seven All this heaven? shit comes from the same place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So eight is build and destroy. Nine is born. And then zero is a cipher. So a cipher is 360 degrees around you, right? So you're, you stand in a place and the cipher around you is all the knowledge and wisdom you get. So when you learn something new, you're adding to your cipher. Oh. So then later on, so it's a circle. Right. So now we see where this so that's is going. Where the weed comes from. Like, well, this is where the, first it was the hip, first it was rapping in the cipher, right? right? It's the Anything circle. in a circle cipher, but then yeah. now it's become a weed term. Right. And, that, and then once weed heads get a hold of it, you can't get it back. No, no. We're it's just, like the gay people. Like, <laughs> yeah. Once, you, once it's like, appropriated by stoners or gays, yeah, you can't get like it back. Like Rainbow, gone, <laughs> <Yeah>. dead, <laughs> and partner. 
You can't say partner now. Unless you're a cop, you can't have a partner. <laughs> you got to say blank partner, like business partner. Right. My or, partner. Yeah, yeah, you can't partner. You can say partner, I think, and get away. Oh, with partner? It. Yeah. Okay, you can do partner. <laughs> Unless, like, I guess you could be, like, a gay hip-hop dude. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. my partner. <laughs> Wait, partner? partner, partner. <laughs> yo, partner. This is my partner. <laughs> but, yo, like, gay people, come on, like, let us... Let us get that word. Like, you could use it, but don't, you can't own it. We got to get some of that. Because I'll be like, yo, call my partner. Like, oh, that's my partner. And they're like, your partner? Well, I like when people, when, when I first started hearing partner from gay people, I was like, I never even heard that with the exception of like lawyers and cops. But like, now you're like, this is my partner. I'm like, oh, partner. Copy that. <laughs> um, wait. What were we five percenters partners? Oh, and st- so Cipher then became the circle where you would freestyle, and mm-hmm. I, that's where I first heard that. Yeah, and then the Cipher became standing in a circle and smoking a joint. Yeah, after anything past in a circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a Cipher. So that's why I had the name. And the Cipher has a lot of rules. Hmm? There's a lot of little unspoken rules. Is it in the take cypher. two and pass. Yeah, it's <laughs> pass to your right. Right? <laughs> Is it pass to your right? I think so. Oh, it was pass to your left. Oh, oh you can't fuck. pass to your left. I don't know because maybe I don't know. Uh-huh. I've been smoking. I don't smoke, so I don't know. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I, I don't know anything about the shit we just talked about. So I'm like, oh, I I, crazy. I, <laughs> but, but that's I, awesome because I, I didn't say, know about I didn't know about any of that, and I love hearing shit like that. So now I could understand being a white. Uh, that's why I say if you're a white hip hop fan from the early '90s listening to all this shit, like it had to be hard to hear all these songs <laughs> talking about white devils and shit. Like it's like that's. Yeah, disrespectful. Do you know what I honestly? I always thought, and I guess I still think this when I hear that shit is like, oh, but they're not talking about me. Right. Like, and and I, I I don't think they are. I don't. I've n- I never like crossed method and red in my life. You know, I didn't fuck with any of those dudes. Yeah, they're not they're, talking about you, right? Uh, but it's one of those things where it's like. So I'm like I don't disagree. It's not these guys you're talking about sound like assholes. I know yeah. white shitheads. Yeah. I mean I know black shitheads too. You know. Yeah, but they're talking about more of like the the, the ingrained is- racism and the and the and the conspiracy theories of like who runs the world. Oh right. But just yeah. you know you might catch a little bit too. You're like you white devil. You might get a little bit a little <laughs> yeah. here and there. You know what I mean? Hey, I deserve it. <laughs> Well, yeah, I, so, I mean, I did in- introduce crack into L.A. in the late 80s. That was that was me. <laughs> so it is my fault. I'm that guy. But that's why I like at least, you know, I could have easily went and joined a gang or some shit. Like at least 5% of the, what I always take from it was that at least it was knowledge based. And it made me read tons of books that I would have never even thought to read. Oh, and, be, and made me become on this quest for knowledge. See, and that. That sounds like a positive, powerful yeah. movement. Yeah, that's, but there was like some stuff I didn't agree with. It's like, it's weird. Yeah, there's a lot of shit that gets weird when, when any race line is drawn yeah. in any direction. It's like we are we're not. Yeah, too but from, because of those teachings, I still I don't I don't celebrate any holidays. I don't believe in religion. Organized are they religion. Are, are, are the five percenters pork free as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I get that from too. So you don't eat pork. You mm-hmm. uh, and so hold over. You don't celebrate holidays, birthdays, mm-hmm. or anything like birthdays. That? Yeah. Birthdays are cool. I celebrate things that are real. Your born day to me, my born day. God, is that what is that what they call yeah. it? Because Charlemagne, uh, my friend Charlemagne, yeah. always Charlemagne's says, five percenter. I thought so. I yeah. didn't want to say because I didn't want to mm-hmm. like label someone that I didn't know. But he gives off the same because he sounds a lot. He's like a big when, reader. He's yeah. like very about knowledge. When and me stuff. and him used to have a uh, little radio beef, and. We want We're talking about Charlemagne the God, yeah, the uh, God. Th- from Breakfast oh, Club. Duh. Oh yeah, Charlemagne his name is Charlemagne the God. The God. <laughs> 
we had little beef, and I said something kind of on Twitter. I don't know if it was to him or about it, whatever. And he replied back with some five percent of shit, and I apologized right away. I was like, Pete, the term for five percent is peace. That's how you greet and like you say it's like aloha for five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like peace go. I was like yo peace. I didn't know you had lessons. I apologize because I wouldn't go in on somebody that had knowledge. Oh, that's so interesting. Oh man, it's like a cool secret society. I guess not secret though. <laughs> if people are rapping about it on uh, platinum award winning plat- platinum records, I think you'll hear about it. Yeah. Um. All right. You, so you gotta go. No, 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 no. You oh, go. If you notice, Jay Z lately has been wearing a five percent of chain. What does a five percenter chain look like? It's that seven. It's a star. It's the, like a sun inside of a crescent moon, and there's like a little star next to the crescent moon, and then a big ass seven. Is that the shit that makes people think he's an Illuminati? Then no, that was something else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you work for titles, so but I'm not going to go sure, in any further. Well, because I feel like I'm sure it has some. It, it's like ancient mysticism sounding yeah, shit yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. So you could see how people would get. Yeah. Uh, um, all right, so that let's so that after the five so, percenters, music so yeah, so wise, but what, music wise, um, brand Nubian, mm-hmm. um, uh, Wu Tang, which you're already into, yeah, and nineties um, five percenters. Well, and I lived with Staten Island guys in college, so we all always talked about Wu Tang, yeah, because that's is, like the the only yeah the only thing Staten Island has pride. About. But that's what I'm saying. Like RZA is was heavy into the five percenters, but then once you make mute, you're still like. A New York street kid, like right, right. Five percent right. is like a way of life, but you don't have to be like you don't have to rap about a that. Priest, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to rap exclusively about that. Right. But that's just gonna come in because it's your teacher. And, and it's also like, like a lot of people in jail become five percenters to try to straighten out their life. Like they become Muslims and right, stuff like that. So the Muslims and five percenters in jail used to fight a lot because it was like. It's the same thing, but without praying to Allah. Like, well, yeah, that's just like the sex of Christianity yeah, fighting with exactly. each other. It's like well, you, we mostly believe in the same shit. Yeah. If you ran into someone who was like, "Oh yeah, I like all Wes Anderson movies," like, "Oh me too," and they were like, "Well, I was kind of on the fence about Life Aquatic," and right, then you started arguing with the yeah. dude, you're way off. Oh, all right. Symbol. So Cypher's showing me the symbol, and in the name of it says in the name of Allah with a seven, yeah. and um. Wow, yeah, that's intense. But I could see, and I think I almost just accidentally bought season one of Better Call Saul on Amazon for you. I think no, no. I clicked on the wrong thing. <laughs> my bad. Uh, this, I just cost, get, I just cost Cypher forty five dollars for coming on my podcast. How do you go from five percent to Better Call Saul? If you like this item, you may also like Better Call Saul season one. <laughs> oh, that's mad funny. So af- after that. After that so, movement, what's the next big? Uh, uh, so West Coast, that's where, West Coast. That's shit where started. Chronic and Doggy Style come into play. Yeah, and so Straight Outta Compton is it comes first, the Compton stuff, right? And then yeah, like the NWA. Long Beach shit comes after that. Yeah, well, yeah, NWA. They is, pop uh, first. Yeah, NWA, yeah, huge. And then there was all that beef. Ice Cube left. Yeah. Um, then Dre left. Obviously, the movie. And then when Dre leaves, but they skipped over it a lot because that movie was about NWA. And Easy E, right? But but towards the end of the movie, uh, Dre had long been gone, and he's been doing Death Row records. Right, Ice Cube has already blown up movies and all that stuff. But Easy E had Bone Thugs, so they were all still doing stuff, not together. And that movie summarizes how 
easy. It sort of like powers through the last couple of it years. Definitely like it definitely does because it's about. Yeah. But I liked it because it, they stuck to NWA. Right. Well, that's what the movie. Yeah, that's because. Yeah, because yeah, they, they skipped over all the after, uh, not aftermath, uh, death row stuff. Right, right. Like right. That's, that's a long story to tell. They touch on it like, hey, this is Snoop Dogg. Anyway, you know. <laughs> yeah, that moment when Snoop Dogg comes out, I because yeah. he, first of all, the casting of that movie is insane, but yeah. Snoop Dogg is the only one who didn't look like Snoop. I know. How, so I'm like, gonna, how do you get someone that looks like Snoop? And then, but when he starts talking, you're like, oh shit! Now I know who that is. But that dude that they got to play Tupac, I thought that shit was a hologram. I thought no. for real they did some weird post production shit. Maybe they did. Maybe yeah. Actually, you're right. Maybe they did. Maybe it wasn't an actor. But when they showed Tupac, I was like, holy shit! But if you think about it, he was in the booth. It was real dark. It's right, right. Like it face. could have been a hologram. <laughs> yeah, it was like uh, it was like the emperor in Star Wars. <laughs> I find your lack of faith disturbing. Changes. <laughs> um, so yeah, so there's so then in the '90s, Drake comes out with Death Row, drops the Chronic, that changes the world. Then he drops Doggy Style Snoop and then the, the Dog Those Pound. are the two big albums I remember. Like yeah. I got into a lot of other hip hop, but those were the two albums that really when I when they came out, I was like, I like this. It's cause the thing that appealed to me about hip hop when I was young was like, um, I like could understand the lyrics. Yeah. I know that sounds crazy, but with like no, I understand. with a lot of music playing in the background, most white people are like, I don't understand rap lyrics. Rap lyrics for me are have always been easier to understand than like uh, rock lyrics for some reason because the music is distracting so to me. Loud, yeah. yeah, but also I always found hip hop to be so funny because it like a good a good l- couple of lines a good bars sounds yeah. like a good joke yeah they build you up yeah. they hit you the right yeah. way uh-huh. and i was a big comedy nerd my whole life and then that's when i got that's how i got like snoop dogg's doggy style is some funny oh, ass the songs whole thing. There's, there's, um, and we're not even talking about skits and this fucking shit they're doing in between songs the songs themselves are funny yeah, yeah. and i and like fun and then as I got got older and got into weed and shit i was like oh hip hop makes even more sense <laughs> like mm. it's just it's fucking funny and it's yeah. fun yeah and sh- I mean some shit's real and some shit's heavy to hear but like the thing that got me into it I was like uh, oh with my dick in your mouth yeah, fool. yeah exactly yeah. Snoop Dogg I, I re-listened to Ducky Style recently there's like so many songs about like choking on my dick these nuts on your <laughs> face yeah, like so much fucking, shit yeah that's, that's like, so, he was a, a crazy kid at yeah, the time like, and now in hindsight looking at Snoop Dogg's whole life he is mad funny yeah like he's a funny dude right. <laughs> like yeah uh, well, and, you would say Snoop is a superstar, right? Uh, yeah, I would say like Snoop. Any, is. Everyone knows who Snoop is, whether you know his music or not. Moms know who Snoop Dogg yeah. is. Like, I think if I used to say, if like my dad knew who they they were, and they weren't like you know a nineteen seventies film actor, right. if my dad knew them, they had made it. Right. Like they they were big enough. Big. You know? yeah. yeah. For like to get through to like a suburban yeah. Long Island blue collar. <laughs> Who's this Snoop Dogg? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but Snoop is a megastar. I, I would say like Snoop, not to rap people and not to like people in the know, but Snoop was bigger than Dre. I feel like he crossed cultures more. Well, Dre, Dre he's behind the scenes a little. Yeah, more, Dre's yeah. more behind the scenes. Dre created the whole sound and the whole movement and did rap. Right, but was he's more of an orchestrator. Right, right, right. Him rapping was secondary. Right, and that's yeah. why Snoop Dogg maybe crossed more. Uh, yeah, lines. but. Dre didn't want to do shows. Only one of them is a billionaire. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but Dre didn't want to do shows. Right, like, that, yeah. He did some big ones, yeah. but he didn't want to be on a road like a rapper he didn't, and he didn't to want go to be, tour, you know? He didn't want to make brownies with Martha Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> now he probably does. <laughs> now, he, now he might, yeah. So yeah, that's where West Coast... There's a lot of other groups at that time. And you know what's funny? Like, 
NWA sound, now we look at it as West Coast because that's where they were from and that's what they were talking about. But the beats weren't necessarily West Coast. They weren't that count. Like they were like, like uh, that's why Ice Cube went to the Bomb Squad to do his second album after he left his first album because similar styles and production and similar right. drum patterns and you know there was only but so many things people were just inventing the sound of sampling and stuff. So you went to your normal records that your parents had. Yeah, Chronic created what we now call the West Coast sound, the G funk. Yes. And that's the shit I think I'm the even though I'm an East Coaster and I love all that stuff. Yeah. I think that that sound is what. Yeah, I love. I love the West Coast stuff. Yeah. Would you say Bone Thugs are a West Coast sound? No, no Bone no. Thugs is yeah. Midwest. But Warren G is right. Warren G, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. Dre's half brother. Oh, is it? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I fucking uh, regulate. They don't say that in the movie, right? Because Warren G introduced his brother to Snoop Dogg, who was a rapper in his group. Oh. So they kind of skip over that. There's a couple holes in it. Wait, in, Warren G's from the Dog hunting. Pound, correct? Yeah. Oh, dude, fuck. But his, I, I don't know if it's same mother or same father. Oh. Probably same father. That's so, I didn't know any of this. Yeah, so Warren G. Regulators, by the way. Fucking, yeah. that song, that was another song that when it came out. Yeah. I like the storytelling songs, you know? And it's like, but, you're, uh, but you're Warren G. Like You have a rap group, right? Yeah. It's, it's 213. Warren G, Snoop Dogg, Nate Dogg are in a group. And you bring your demo tape to your brother, who's a big time producer, and he's like, "I kind of just like that guy." Oh, that's heartbreaking. <laughs> that's heartbreaking. <laughs> but then eventually, they yeah, all, everyone, everyone ended up doing. Yeah, okay. they're all yeah, on yeah, doggy yeah. style. They walk and, around. And he, Dre was right about Snoop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, he was. Right. Uh, history proves that Dre was correct yeah. about Snoop. But Warren G's all over Snoop's album, and yeah. Nate Dogg, obviously, we know is a legend. But <laughs> yeah. at the time, he just took the one guy. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna take the star of your group and hey, it's put cool. It um, you sure? Uh, I think mom or dad would want you to pick me. <laughs> uh, and so, what? What? We're 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 running out of time here a little bit. So okay, give me one, give me one, don't please don't apologize. Uh, give me one more of the next big movement. What comes after? What comes after? This? Bad boy. Bad boy. Bad yeah. boy uh, changed everything. Everything the ever we live in now is still because of but for for Puff Daddy and Biggie. Yeah. To this day, um, see in my head, I don't consider Puff Daddy and uh, Biggie old school hip hop because I think I was just right. uh, like they weren't. Still, it's the ninth. Right, it's it's twenty years ago. Yeah. It's twenty years ago, but to me, that's just that was music in the night. Yeah, right? like that's just what you saw. Did TV. you want me to go older? No, 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 no. no. I'm just saying. No, I don't mean it in a bad way. I mean like these are the big. But like you think about it, it's like because they're still around. That's the thing that confuses like. Those, school, a lot yeah. of a lot of yo, those uh, bad boy guys, the people that came around, time, them, they're still out there. Long doing time, shit. yeah. The um, the there's a ton of groups in the middle, and we can have a longer conversation about it. But like, I'm showing you like the blips, yeah, yeah, on the radar that changed the game, right? So West Coast was killing it. Wu Tang and Bad Boy came out around the same time. Wu Tang went straight rebel, grimy street. Hardcore shit. Bad boy uh, went like this new. They found this new way of like flossing and showing about how much money they had. Money. And, that, yeah, that's the first time they started rapping. Fur coats. I love uh, that. Versace <laughs> and Gucci and all that stuff being mentioned, <laughs> and that's where it changed. So Biggie, Biggie's a, a underground rapper, a fan, a hardcore hip hop fan. 
likes all the shit we just talked about and even more, even deeper underground shit. But Puff was like, you can like all that, do all that, all you want. I'm going to teach you how to get rich. He's like, do you want to get rich? Because once you're rich, you can still listen to all the <laughs> underground hip hop you like. There's nothing's going to stop you from doing that. <laughs> yeah. But do you want to be rich? And he was like, yeah. He's like, I got yeah. you. He's like, do this. <laughs> and, and what was that about that sound? What, like, it was like, um, as it's, it's, it's take, polished a little more. Yeah, it's take, um, take, give me the loot, you know, give me the loot by Biggie. Yeah. Like album cut, like it's, it's, it's take that Biggie and then go into like Big Papa and One More Chance. Right, right. Familiar samples, singing on the hooks. Talking about things girls would like, songs that could play on the radio. Uh, singing on the hooks. Is this, yeah. is, is Bad Boy the first time that's really coming out big? It's been around for a bit. Everybody, before. yeah, everybody did it, but they like made conscious efforts to make radio hits. And I've heard this from a few couple people that I've interviewed on the Juan Epstein podcast. <laughs> uh, TM. <laughs> uh, where they like, Puff was like, get it on the radio. We need to own the radio, and from there, our empire will be created. So everything you could do to make the catchiest uh, 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 songs that people could just listen to in the background, and it sounds good. And four quadrants. It's like, women will like this. It's not yeah. super aggressive and exactly. misogynistic and right. shit like that. And then that. there's song. Biggie has aggressive songs. Those are album cuts. Right, 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 right. Cool, but no the problem. singles, the ones that get, gotta be the ones big, that get you in the catch, yeah. get you to go to Sam Goody to buy yeah. the new Biggie album. Like yeah. Wu-Tang's album cut, I mean, single is Protect Your Neck. <laughs> yeah. There's no hook. Nine unknowns. <laughs> <laughs> <rapping>. Screaming. Screaming. <laughs> Yeah, on paper. I mean, I, everyone loves Wu Tang, but on paper, that sounds like if no, you tried well, to pitch that to someone, Wu-Tang you're like, was, I got nine Staten Island dudes who are gonna scream, <laughs> and they got so. You know, like, One of them is called Old Dirty Bastard, <laughs> and it's fitting. <laughs> but they they went um, Wu Tang were like rock rock uh, stars, like not yeah. stars, but like uh, they had their, their the the energy around them was more like that rock combativeness and fuck the system yeah. rebel shit. We're doing this our way. Yeah, yeah. we still live with in like right. Get, and they, ass they changed the game too. The way they came out with a group, but then were allowed to do separate individual records, right. which is unheard of, unheard of. So they changed the game in their way. But today, when you go to a club. And you see them bring out bottles of champagnes with sparklers on top. And there's no more dance floor. There's just tables. That comes from the bad boy era. Yeah, you don't see a lot of, like, I mean, you do see a lot, but the uh, jeans, Tims, and hoodies is one, is like one angle. And then the other angle is the fucking Versace, like, did it up outfits. Mm -hmm. And that's right there. You're talking about Wu Tang versus Puff Daddy and those styles. Yeah. And those are the two types of people at the club now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then, like, weird, rich, old white guys. Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> or agents or lawyers of some of these dudes. So you wanted to do Rakim, KRS, Kane, and Coogee Rap. Okay. If you got a best of Rakim album, it would probably be better at first because some of the album cuts are like, "What the fuck is he talking about?" <laughs> uh, or like best of because then you'll get like the singles and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then '90s, you want to do Native Tongues, which is Tribe, De La. Uh, Jungle Brothers. Well, Jungle Brothers is like the fathers of the native tongues. Yeah, but Tribe and Dela definitely. And uh, Latifa. Latifa. I mean, I'm not a huge Latifa music fan. 
I yeah. love Queen Latifah. You're a big fan of film Taxi. <laughs> <laughs> I love Chicago. <laughs> Actually, not a bad movie. Um, not a, <laughs> but yeah, uh, that's my brand Nubian. Uh, and, and then from there, you get in the five. Like, especially now, so easy nowadays. Like, if you search for one thing, you, other things come up. That's how it happened to me too. I, when I bought, when I bought uh, the Straight Outta Compton album, I was like, "Oh fuck, right? Yes. Oh yeah. shit, yeah. Of yeah. course. Oh, and like, yeah, it's it just crazy." Keeps now. I'm like, nine ninety nine. Yes, yeah. uh, <laughs> confirm purchase. Confirm purchase. <laughs> confirm purchase. I'm like, "Oh fuck, I gotta slow down." <laughs> Um, Cypher, yeah. thanks for taking the time to talk me through. Yeah. I got to have you back on because I feel Please, like I would love to. Yeah. I got to get, I want to get more into shit. Um, but yeah, we got it. We didn't touch on Jay. Yeah. We didn't even get to like, uh, touch even, on Kanye. All right. So let's put that. We'll do a, we'll do a volume two next Man. time I'm in town. Ooh, Cypher, thanks for taking the time with me. So Ooh. let's, let's run down a little bit of plugs. Where can we, where can people track you down here? We didn't talk about. Uh, <laughs> uh, look, I'm easy to find at Cipher Sounds. It's the horrible name I have. Um, at C I P H A S O U N D S. Yeah, make uh, sure you tell them how to spell sounds. <laughs> well, no, because then if you spell if you, Cypher, if you Cypher a, that way, yeah, maybe the sounds as a Z on the end or something. Z on the end, right? That's fair. I got That's a weird right. spelling for the first word and regular spelling for the second. <laughs> so uh, the Juan Epstein podcast. Juan Epstein podcast. Me and Peter Rosenberg. Uh, we oh, so into, now I get the name. What? <laughs> it's you and Rosie. Oh, yeah, Juan Epstein, yeah. <laughs> uh, we get into like a lot of... We, we've done comedians and other people too, but really, if you want hip-hop history, check out the Juan Epstein podcast. If you're listening to the John Gabris podcast for hip-hop history, <laughs> maybe switch to Juan Epstein. <laughs> they might be slightly more informed than High and Mighty. <laughs> and then, um, and then uh, yeah, like uh, you catch me at the Comedy Cellar or UCB on Fridays or whatever. But really, if you follow me on Instagram and Twitter, that would be the best. That'd be amazing. Thank you. And no small talk comedy series on title right now. Three free months, title.com forward slash no small talk. I'm your host, the number one fuck boy. Follow me on Twitter can't, at John Gabriel. I can't allow that. If you got any recommendations for old school hip hop you want me to hit up, uh, please tweet at me. I will favorite it and maybe never get around to listening to you. But at least I'll give you a little heart. Um, you can uh, watch me on a new show uh, this December on True TV called Santa's in the Barn. It's pretty much like America's Next Top Santa Claus. And no, I'm not competing as one of the Santas. That's what everyone asks me. I'm hosting it. So please check yeah, that out. <laughs> you have to understand why people would think. Yeah, I mean, I'm a fat white bearded guy. Yeah, yeah. I know that why. A Nobody's <laughs> insulting you. <laughs> I just don't. I just I know why. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, follow me on Twitter and uh, listen. Go to iTunes right now. Subscribe to this podcast and leave a rating and a review. And if you roast me in the review, I will be reading it on future episodes. So light me up, roast me in the review, and I'll read them on future episodes. And then, you know, roast you back. But we'll do it fair. All right, thanks for listening, shitheads. See you around. That was a HeadGum Podcast.